Hey everybody, my name is Matt Love. I am the host of Ask Me Anything, and today, Pastor JD has a question um, that some of you may have asked but never thought to get a pastoral or biblical perspective on, and it's actually a a pretty, I don't know, not challenging question to answer, but a, a question that's worth going in depth on. So we're actually going to take two episodes to process through this one. So JD, the question today is, can a Christian be a socialist? Matt, this is a, that's a doozy, and it's a great question. You know, our Ask Me Anything listeners know we don't typically get into partisan politics on this podcast, and I typically don't deal with it in my preaching. Uh, I do think this one is a little bit different, because, um, you know, if we're honest, socialism is a worldview that is becoming really prevalent in our culture, both explicitly and, and implicitly. Uh, I do think it's very relevant because uh, I saw a poll just last year that showed that 40% of Americans had a favorable favorable view of socialism. That was up from 36% the year before, so it's on the rise. 47% of millennials and 49% of Gen Z views, views it as favorable. And then you got the popularity of people like, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders, who is a self-described democratic socialist um, senator from Vermont, um, who is, you know, a well-established figure in, um, in American politics. So I think it's relevant. Um, you know, probably the first thing for us to do is to ask, like, what exactly, you know, socialism is one of those terms that people define differently. Probably a good place to, to turn for a definition is to the World Socialist Party of the United States. I, mean, I would think that they'd be a pretty reliable. Here's what they say. They say it is the establishment. Socialism is the establishment of a system of society based on the common ownership and democratic control of the means and instruments for producing and distributing wealth by and in the interests of society as a whole. Shorthand of that is that the government becomes the um, the authority and controller of the means of production for the benefit of creating equity by equal distribution and equal access and and trying to to remove the um, the disparity in, in people who have a lot and people who have a little. It means that all of our wealth is under the control, not of individuals who produce that wealth or own that wealth, but an, but an oligarchy um, that controls it on our behalf. Um, people a lot of times say, well, you, you know, is, is communism and socialism the same? thing. Well, I mean, technically, no. Um, interestingly, that the World Socialist Party of the U.S. that I um, quoted from, they say that those terms are are virtually synonymous, but technically socialism usually, usually refers to an economic system um, in which the state controls most businesses and factories, the means of production, though communism usually refers to a system where the state controls not just those things, but also owns most of the property. So in socialism, you got, you know, we're controlling the production. In communism, you've taken an additional step to say, you know, we own everything. Um, keep in mind, um, when, when we answer this question, can a Christian be a socialist? That we're not typically thinking of either or, like you can slap a label on something, particularly here in in, in the U.S. Uh, most of us, um, e- even those that are on the the, the really libertarian side um, are going to say that there's some shared ownership of resources as a nation. Um, there, there are a number of things that we come together and we think it's better for for the government to own and control that um, or to at least if not own it, control the the distribution of it. Um, I mean, I'm thinking of things like our road systems, um, that the military is a good example. Um, we don't want individual privately funded militias that are defending our country. You want one centralized police, national parks, post offices office, um, the Department of Motor Vehicles, museums that preserve our history. For those things, Americans have typically recognized that it helps to have um, a centralized, elected, accountable government ownership. Some would argue that government ought to control um, things like the internet, 
since that is now so um, key in communication. Some say um, medicine, education, those things are so uh, you know, kind of essential to our lives that we, the government ought to control it. Others say it would, should include essential substances like food and fuel. You can see how, how pretty quickly that can run into government ownership of everything because, you know, at some point everything's important and government should control it all. So it really is a continuum. I don't know anybody personally who is so far to the right that they say the government has no role in, in owning some of the, of the key resources. And another thing that Americans typically will acknowledge is that um, government does play an important role in in some kind of regulation, keeping monopolies from from taking over. I mean, for as long as there's been the free market system, our government has said, "Hey, we got to protect people by not allowing one rich person to 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 grab a hold of all the market share of one particular thing, so that they can really jack up the price." Um, so, you know, so so can a Christian be a socialist? I, I'm trying to say that. Well, it just it depends. It depends on how you define it. Um, it, some would say we're all a little bit socialistic just because we all believe in a little bit of regulation and control, but you, you wouldn't call the majority of a socialist. But having said that, I think the short answer to can a Christian be a socialist, it, it's, it, I would say, well, if you're adopting the worldview behind socialism, that's going to be a difficult transition to make. Can a Christian really be a, a socialist? And here's why I say that. Before we get into all the questions of like, you know, which is better for the economy and, and all that kind of stuff, we ought to at least recognize that socialism arises out of an underlying ideology. It's always tied to Karl Marx, of course, because Marxism, and they're not the same. Marxism and socialism are not the same, but Marxism led to socialism. Um, you know, Karl Marx, I mean, again, I'm not trying to sound like a fundamentalist preacher, but I just think it's this is worthy of note. He was not a good man. He was a misogynistic, racist tyrant. His own son called him a devil. Um, you know, again, I, it doesn't mean that he did never said anything that was helpful or right, but his, his life just was, uh, I mean, he showed a lot of strange interaction with the occult, his writings. If you ever read them are filled with references to Satan. Um, he, he got buried at Highgate cemetery, which is considered the center of Satanism in London. So again, that doesn't invalidate everything. It just shows you that the man was writing out of a perspective and it wasn't, you know, coming out of, of a view that God created a world of, of goodness and flourishing. He, he came from a different worldview. He hated Christianity. Um, he labeled Christianity as a primary source of oppression. Religion, all religion, he wrote, is the opium of the people. And, and so for communism to prosper, um, for most types of socialism to prosper, the church needed to be replaced by the state in the hearts and the minds of the people. And, you know, it's one of the criticisms of, of communism um, is, you know, if, if you if the government abolishes God, the government becomes God. And so Marx's successors, people like Stalin and Castro and Pol Pot, they've they've almost always shared the same view. And it's led to some greatest tyrannies and worst atrocities and worst also um, uh, dichotomy and wealth that you'll find anywhere is in some of those places that have said we're trying to advance a, a socialist view. You know, other things about the about the, the worldview of, of Marxism, by the way, uh, David Jeremiah, our friend, got a, has, has a great little book just called Socialism. What is it and what it means for you? Obviously, he's not a political theorist, but I, I actually thought some of his categorizations were, were helpful. He says that Marxism is totalitarian. Um, it's a total undying devotion to the state. There's there's just, again, communism, no individual ownership of property, no free thinking, no free speech. It's just it removes the meaning of truth by saying the state is the one who determines everything. Um, Mussolini, you know, he said everything within the state, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state. Um, also, I think of, of note is that Marxism seeks the destruction of the nuclear family. 
there's a belief that the state should ultimately, they're the ones who own the children and, and they're letting the parents, you know, raise them, but ultimately they control them. Um, to see how different that is, that, that particular aspect in the Christian worldview, um, there's a man named Abraham Kuyper. Um, he was a, a Dutch prime minister of the early 20th century. And Abraham Kuyper said that God had created a number of spheres and each one of the spheres had its own authority. And I'll give you an example of three of them. You've got um, the, 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 the role of the family, the role of the church, and the role of the government. Those are three different spheres. And the family does not originate its authority from the government. The family does not originate its authority from the church. Same thing. The church doesn't originate its authority from the government. Um, it, it's these three spheres. And so you've got to say, what sphere does this belong in? Um, uh, you know, if you say that, that, that government ultimately gives us all of our rights. I mean, that's the, the United States says, no, no, no. Our creator gave us those rights and our government just recognizes that they didn't grant us those rights. It's something God created the same way with the church. The government doesn't give the church freedom. The government just, that's not their sphere. That's um, they, they don't get into that, uh, into that area. Um, that's different than how Marxism approaches the world. The state is everything. And the state is the one who graciously grants individuals and, the church and the family freedom. Um, so Marxism is totalitarian. Then Dr. Jeremiah says Marxism is divisive. Typically, it, ties, it splits people into categories, the oppressed and the oppressors. And, and this is history is a constant you know, war between the two. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying, as I've said on this podcast, that there's no form of systemic injustice or that there's no oppression. I mean, there certainly is class warfare. We can see elements of that and, and explain some of the chapters of history. But to boil everything down to and reduce everybody to simply a member of a group and not somebody created in the image of God whose primary problem is sin, that's that's different. Uh, Marxism is a totalitarian view that primarily identifies people as a group member. And then, um, you know, uh, third thing Dr. Jeremiah says, and history does bear this out, is that Marxism is deadly. Um, socialist countries have a staggering death toll that results from political carnage and state-ordered deaths to political opponents. Um, Latin America, I mean, just got a handful of them here in front of me. Latin America, 150,000. Africa, 1.7 million deaths in the name of trying to make things socialistic and communistic. Cam Cambodia, 2 million. North Korea, 2 million. Russia, USSR, 20 million. China, 65 million. Um, so it's it's deadly. There's actually a couple other ways that socialism fails as a biblical worldview. But you know what? Um, I, I'm running up on the edge of our time. We're trying to keep this short. So I'm just going to put a pause in it right there. I think I've given you enough to think about for a week. Um, next week, we'll just deal with the same question and I'll give you kind of a, a part two on this. All right. Well, there you have it from JD. Don't miss next week's episode because this is only really half of the answer to this question. So we're going to kind of uh, keep uh, allowing Pastor JD to dive in next week on the question of can a Christian be a socialist? <laughs> <laughs>